So look here, Mr. Sicky McSickerson. <laughs> look at here, coughing all over the show last week, and then you got the show contagious, and now I'm sick. And I can't do voices for the bit that we had originally planned to do for the intro to this. You know what happens? You know what happens when you breathe my air? Uh, what? What? What happens? You know what happens? You know what happens? Pen click. You're going to pay my doctor bills. I'm going to put you on my insurance list. <laughs> you just made my insurance claims. Da 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 da. Yay! Welcome to Fight Hi, Forever. Welcome to Fight Forever. Uh, you're just gonna I, talk. Colin can't talk, so I have to cover for the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, I'm dying, but it is a good day to die. It's always a good day to die. I ain't got time to bleed. So, yeah, we're going to make this podcast a little bit shorter than normal well, because okay, I'm probably going to be a bit hoarse by the end of it, and I apologize in advance for my illness. He says he's going to be a shorter episode, but we won't let that happen. Oh, no, we're we're plowing on through. Welcome to Fight Forever. This is a show about wrestling. fake fights. And this is about, it's a show about wrestling and uh, Big us. Big sweaty men punching each other. And us us men behind the microphone dying yes. every and, week. And I'm Sicky McSickerson Colin. And, and I'm Zach. I uh, was the former crown jewel of Sicky McSickerson. But, but know, now he's healthy McHelterson. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, you know, everyone's dying. Yeah. Slowly, nobody. There's one thing that nobody survives, Zach, and that's life. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, that's all I needed to. Yeah, that's all I need to. So, speaking of which, the House of Horrors put me in the mindset for this wonderful episode. Yes, because House of Horrors at payback. Because that's the only thing we're going to talk about at payback. Because everything else isn't really worth talking about. Uh, Roman and Strowman was a fine match, but really. Really, we you know, Kurt we, Angle called that the most physical spectacle he's ever seen in his life. Well, and Kurt Angle is also lying. <laughs> Did you? And Kurt Angle was told to say that by the marketing director. Yes. <laughs> um, no, the only thing really interesting there uh, on Payback was the House of Horrors. And it was interesting for all of the wrong reasons. It was the best thing to ever happen in wrestling. Which is... It single-handedly saved the wrestling this business. This is fair. Uh, honestly, if the, if the point of this was to get interest in wrestling, it was it was 100% successful because I had a friend text me Monday morning and he said, so is, is WWE fighting in abandoned houses now? And I'm like, yes. yeah, basically, yes. It was choice. Listen, Colin... Colin, tell me, tell me, how excited are you? What's more better than, hey, we're going to watch two guys pretend to fight in a house that we gave mm, one prop guy $150 and uh, about 90 minutes to yep. try to make spooky? I mean, there's nothing more exciting in the world than this. Uh, uh, I'll get some dolls. I'll uh, hang them from uh, the ceiling. Ooh. Okay, so what I don't get about this, though, okay, because cause let's... Let's talk about this for a minute. Let's kind of break it down here. So Bray Wyatt challenges... So, prof so professional wrestling. <laughs> okay, how many times are we going to tell that joke? <laughs> until, until it stops being funny. Until you or I both die. die. <laughs> um, 
which might be soon. Okay, so Bray Wyatt oh. challenged Randy Orton to a House of Horrors match, which they never explained what that was. Um, basically, the first week after Mania, it's the in in typical post Mania rematch fashion. All of your big events are going to have redos, just because that's just how it works. It's an easy way to fill up a month worth of events. And so he says, "Yes, Randy, Randy Orton, Randy, uh, Randy, we're going to go fight at my stepdad's place. Yeah, uh, come here." Which, by the way, I, I just wanted to say this. Uh, turns out uh, one of the WWE writers, I forgot who it was, but I heard this on the Steve Austin podcast. Court Bauer. Um, I'm just naming names. Like, one of the fucking writers has been wanting to do this match for, like, years. Gorks. Like, yeah. like, back when Matt Hardy was doing version 2.0 or whatever it was, like, they were going to do a weird house of horrors match like the the hardy compound then so the hardy compound as it turns out was pre-tna it was still while he was in wwe that they thought about doing that because okay basically wwe has tried a couple of times unsuccessfully to emulate the tna's um what was it the deletion uh, decay or delete the the hardys did several pre-taped like post-production fight yes. scenes and they were, they worked because Matt Hardy was patently insane and they were just as funny as they were intense and dark, but they were very comical and they took this one seriously. And you know what doesn't work for trying to establish like a, a mood is fighting in a dimly lit, but still completely fully furnished, you know, $36,000 house for sale in the Richmond, <laughs> Richmond, Missouri area. Yes, but... Uh, these houses are basically buy as is. So, uh, when they rented it out, the landlord was just like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want with it. I don't care. Well, so they didn't do anything with it. Did they buy the house for the shoot and then just going to flip it? I mean, they're not going to flip. I mean, it's an, it's an ugly house buy. And then you're supposed to like, cause like on the advertisement, it said like, perfect project to a perfect fixer upper project yeah a perfect project to to uh to film a bad wrestling match yes in. no that's exa- i mean that's exactly what we need i yes exactly you, you got to do all the funny voices for me oh boy this week. you i i'm oh boy, i let me just apologize in advance folks um but yeah so they start off the first 10 minutes of this match in the uh in in the house of horrors, in the matches the match is supposed to start in the house of horrors, and then once it starts, you just make it to the ring, and then it's a regular hardcore match. Yeah, and that was it, and that's it. But what I found funny is like the door was locked. I don't know why Randy didn't just go like, oh, the door is locked. I should probably just get back in the limo and go back to the ring. Uh, because um um um. But was, Don't think about it too hard. He was like walking around, like searching, like Bray, Bray, Bray. Randy, Randy, like, oh. Randy. I'm back here in the den. Oh, I'm hiding in the den. Oh, so I've got I've got the entire Scooby Doo gang with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this. I will say this about the House of Horrors on paper. It has potential, but you know what completely makes or breaks a match like this? And especially these weird pre-taped, you know, 
segments. You know what turns a house of horrors into a house of horrible? Uh, it's a lack of set design. Because yes. here's the deal. Here's the deal. They didn't give it... So there's a couple of ways you can make a house scary. And like what I think they're trying to do was the devil's rejects, Rob Zombie, everything is gross or what they, uh, what they might've seen in their heads was like a Rob Zombie set. And it's like spooky and there's stuff. And there's like, you walk into the kitchen and there's a satanic shrine right. in, in the cul-de-sac down your house when you're 14 years old. And that mm-hmm. still sticks with you to this day. <sighs> um, but the other thing you could do, which is again, way too cerebral for WWE. There's a chance for like, Talk about, like, the decaying middle class and, like, what we have to fight in this squalor. And you kind of put Bray Wyatt in this new direction where he's like, uh, I'm a metaphor for economic inequality and the the in a, the concentration of... So you're just going to well, keep driving that, aren't you? Yeah, I'm telling you. there's There were ways you could have done that to make a house spooky in, like, a Satanist sort of way or in, like, a holy shit, people live in this sort of way. Right, it's still Missouri. <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry, Missouri. yeah, this whole like, oh my god, this is the squalor he lives in since Randy Orton burned down his house. It's a town of six thousand people. All right, I'm just saying. But um, yeah, that's the squalor. This is what he. This is the only thing he could get with his terrible credit because he's Bray Wyatt is still paying off his college loans. Here are we kidding? Bray Wyatt didn't go into college. He's from a wrestling family. Yep. Uh, um, but it was bad and it was dumb. And they fought in the house, and then Bray Wyatt dumped the empty shell of a refrigerator onto Randy Orton, and then got in a limo and drove 28 hours from Missouri to San Jose, California for the pay-per-view. Um, and Randy had, pulled a Bugs Bunny and beat him to the ring somehow, well, even though he had a refrigerator on top of him. What they didn't say was is that he pushed the refrigerator off, ran out the back door, ran around, Dove into the limousine, pretended to be the driver with the suit and the little cap on his head and everything, drove to the arena, and then they proceeded, when the both of them were back and the pay-per-view, proceeded to have a not-good hardcore match. I have another theory. Oh. There was a nuclear bomb test, and Randy Orton pulled an Indiana Jones. Okay. And hid in the refrigerator when the nuclear bomb went off, and it launched him into the arena. Okay. All right. I have a can-I-counter-counter theory you. Go for it. Uh, it's exactly like in the prestige, except the part where he was a magician that killed himself every night. And yes. they're just two Randy Orton's and one of them was in San Jose. I like it. I've never seen. Okay. That movie. So it's kind of like inception where, uh, turns out this whole thing was a dream and yeah. actually the match was good in real life. Okay. So actually it turns out it was like Batman, which he was very rich and had a jet. He just flew in the whole way. <laughs> And that's actually, honestly, that's probably, probably the closest to the truth. Yes, that's actually the... He's very rich, and we know yeah. he has his own tour bus. Or they filmed this, like, two weeks ago, and... <laughs> they were just waiting backstage yeah. while they played. In the same clothes, for continuity's sake. No, that's exactly what happened. That That's precisely it. That is 100% what happened. Um, But Jinder Mahal came out and won the match for and, Wyatt. And, and the Bollywood boys. Because, dear uh, God, we can't make... Bray Wyatt looks strong. No, Colin, every time, every single time they've flirted with the idea of pushing Bray, they immediately pull off. They choke that. He's too fat. He's just... Vince is like, oh, I can't have a pudgy guy be strong. Uh. Same thing with Kevin Owens. It was like Kevin Owens started getting strong because H is like, well, you know, I find it funny that we don't have a pudgy guy be strong. (laughs) Ha ha. Pudgy guys aren't people. 
Yeah, you're right. Uh, you got a point. Skinny fat. <laughs> That's my Triple H impression. <laughs> um, and there was nothing else. And then Jinder and the Singh brothers came out and messed it up. And that was the end of it. And uh, yeah, Payback was a dumb show. Yeah, it was. But the so. House of Horrors will forever live in our hearts. It was the dumbest part of that dumb show, which is what makes it great. All right. Well. So now moving on to Raw. Yeah, because fuck payback. This is a music break. There was also nothing interesting going on this raw because here's the deal. Now that we're finally through, finally through payback, where they kind of obligated themselves to have several rematches after people already switched brands and those plans got completely fucked up. How did they change? How did they set the table for this new direction for Raw this week? So uh, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman are out on horrible injuries that are supposed to take six month recovery, yeah. but they'll probably come back, back from in, uh, next in month. Two months, yeah. Um, and uh, Lesnar is out doing Just Brock Lesnar things in the mountains, fucking off on the top of his mountain that he owns, fucking Sable on a mountain. How dare you! I mean, that's what I would do if I was married to Sable and well, lived on a I Colorado mountain. That's why. He, that's assume that's why he married her and decided to hey yep. we, we're gonna commit and I love each other and we're gonna have children yes they are a married couple Colin I still think about how he finished that UFC fight and then said I'm going to go home and mount my wife well and what was it that UFC match where they sponsored by Miller and said he he said he was gonna go have a bud yep or, or I think it was the other way around he's like fuck it I'm gonna go drink a Miller <laughs> just yeah like, oh Brock you are so good you're such a great heel yeah he is best he's, Amazing, best UFC promo ever. <laughs> he's actually, yeah, he's actually really good at that. But anyway, but he's they gone. decided he's gone to make with all of our big sweaty men who Vince has a boner for. They decided to throw in all of the main event guys who Vince doesn't have a boner for into the contendership for the IC title program. Well, listen, so what that that what this means though is actually makes good matches and pretty okay TV. Yes, so. They let this triple threat go on between Finn Balor, The Miz, and uh, who who the fuck was it? I'm uh, losing names. Um, you would ask me this on this episode. Ambrose, no. No, he Ambrose. has the title. Ambrose. Uh, Jericho, no. Wait, no. other show. Um, uh, 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 Rollins. There you go. Got it in three. Yeah, finally. Perfect. Uh, I have an excuse. I'm dealing with brain fog. I have have an excuse. What? You're stupid? (laughs) You're mean. (laughs) You're mean when you're sick. Because I have to deal with this emotional abuse. (laughs) Um, But they had like this triple threat that went on forever. And Ambrose was backstage fucking with these guys doing weird Bugs Bunny interviews. That's amazing. And Bugs Bunny Ambrose is best Ambrose. Yes, it is. And you said he wasn't good. He's still maybe questionably not. I think you're wrong. Every shitty match uh, he's been involved with, like 
If you look at the yes, worst matches of 2016, okay, they were there was there were several notable three several notable letdowns. I will grant you, but listen to me. Three worst matches of 2016. Colin, Colin, listen. No, Jericho Ambrose. Okay, on the on the asylum match. Okay. Lesnar Ambrose. Okay, we know that's not that was Lesnar's fault. Do we? We a hundred percent know that's Lesnar's fault. Do we though? Because really? we've only heard Dean's side. Do you think fucking Lesnar's gonna bother to work hard for anyone he doesn't give a fuck about? And then Ambrose Ziggler. I just, I'm just saying, several. It's still Lesnar's fault. Several high-profile disappointments does not make the worst wrestler of 2016. Come on, be real. All right. Uh, yeah. He was supposed to be the big main event guy in his entire championship Anyways, reign. This was a good was a disappointment. This was everyone's reign was a disappointment. Rollins' reigns is a disappointment. Reigns' reign is a disappointment. Yeah, the guys from the Shield aren't good on their own. That's Except what I've been saying this whole time. when they use them to their strengths, which is let Roman, like... I don't know, do any absolutely anything else than what he's been doing the last several years and let Ambrose kind of be kind of a little bit silly, but not like too wacky. Like And don't make Seth talk ever. Come on, Sparkle Crotch. Yeah, I'm really glad they let Sparkle Crotch go. That was the worst insult ever. But here's the thing about Sparkle Crotch is Vince loved it. Sparkle Crotch lives on in all of our hearts. Because that's another, like, <laughs> like, I've been having these moments now watching wrestling where, like, I can just hear Vince laughing backstage. Oh, of course. I mean, they they basically pipe it in over the, the, the loudspeakers. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ah, that guy got hit in the head with a coconut! That actually happened. That, that was that, Roddy Roddy Piper. That we, Roddy Piper did that. I loved it. It's great. <laughs> he should hit him in the head with two coconuts. All right. It's the sequel, isn't it? Uh-huh. Um, that, that was on but TNA. But anyways, there was a good... <laughs> wolf's eyes. <laughs> there was a good, a good three-way dance between Finn Balor and Seth Rollins and Miz for who would get a shot at... Ambrose's title and, and they fought for like three days straight it was it's base the match just ended it just ended it just ended um, like five minutes ago it was great they were paired so uh Miz wins and they were pairing off Wyatt Wyatt left everything he was doing on Smackdown to go fuck with Finn Balor so um uh we'll see how that turns out yeah and then they're still running with Joe and Seth Rollins which is fine what I like is that Sister Abigail is booked still really strong. Yeah, she's got a much better push yeah. than Bray Wyatt does. Yes, she does. Because Sister Abigail took out, like, Jinder Mahal didn't do a shitty half Nelson slam thing. It was just he threw him onto Wyatt, and then Wyatt did Sister Abigail onto Orton and got the pin. Yeah, should and then in this, Wyatt did Sister Abigail onto Balor, and then Miz just pinned him. He didn't do anything else. He just pinned him. We should definitely, definitely point out the fact that Sister Abigail is not a wrestler. <laughs> like, I understand we talk a lot of nonsense and we're sometimes hard to follow, but that's the name of a move. Yes, that's the name of that's Bray Wyatt's finisher. Anyways, they had a match and it was good. And the Intercontinental title is very exciting because they are investing. And that's how you have yes. to. I, that's how I look at it. You have to invest your big name main event talent to fight over a title. 
and it looks important and it becomes yeah. important and becomes self-sustaining after a while. So, oh, yeah, I, I guess the only thing that's disappointing is that Ambrose and the Miz are moving into a feud that's basically repeated from SmackDown, except now their girlfriends aren't involved. Well, I mean, the feud wasn't over, so it just the feud just moved to Raw yeah. is basically how you look at okay. it. Okay, but speaking of which, we're moving to SmackDown. That wasn't, but I, okay. Bye. Smackdown. The show of Jericho. Smack it down, man. He had a whole day to think of something better than that. And he didn't. He didn't. I'm very sad, Chris. I understand you're busy with Fozzie, but that was not good. So the first thing I want to talk about here. Uh, Smackdown Women's Division has been basically fucked up since WrestleMania, and they're just, they don't have the time nor the energy to actually break these off into individual feuds, so fuck it, we're just gonna throw them all in one big match. I mean, SmackDown got a really bad run of it because I think that, I mean, we've talked about Raw got to pick the pick over SmackDown, and SmackDown got the worst of it, um, but, uh, I feel like that whole show's had to, is still kind of trying to recoup out of the these this uh, ill ill advised shakeup, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're still trying to figure out how we're going to spin out these ladies matches, how, and how are we're going to settle with our main event program. So it's just this whole whole fucking fucking mess. But hey, Charlotte's good, so maybe it'll be good matches when they finally get it settled. Yeah. Um. And yeah. As and long Becky's- as as long as nudes don't keep leaking of everyone. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. Or how about they leak nudes of uh, dudes, maybe? Colin, Colin, whose dude nude do you want to see leaked? You want to take a peek at the leak? Oh, man. Uh, I need You can't say Titus O'Neil. We've already all seen his penis. We've already seen Titus. We've already seen Xavier. We've already seen Seth Rollins. I, I honestly, very, like, honestly, I need to see Ric Flair. (laughs) <laughs> Colin I need to see it it's like I just Ric Flair I can't decide is it gonna be like you you char grilled a, a garter snake that's what I think that's right you I said know garter. he's used a dingus pump a few times <laughs> oh so it's like stretchy bacon yes oh good <laughs> well but the reason why is because in that Edge lead a sex celebration. He actually came down the ramp pumping the air saying, I'm going to show you how to make love. And I'm going to talk about that every time I talk about Ric Flair because he, yeah, he basically proposed rape. You are going to talk every time you talk about Ric Flair, you're going to talk about his penis because every time Ric Flair talks about Ric Flair, he talks about his penis. Yes. You are just doing it like the old nature boy would. So I can't, I just, I need to see it. I need to see that leathery bacon. Oh, that leathery drooping down his leg disgusting meat tube and his horribly saggy balls flopping oh in between God. his ankles you, uh, 100 no he's fucking like like a fucking pendulum dude yep huh the, that's that's some nice uh some nice imagery for everyone i hope you're fapping to this um this this podcast is not for children oh anyway. sorry yeah just so you know <laughs>
Uh, yeah, so um, Charlotte got nudes leaked, and that's terrible. Please yeah. don't do that. Why I do hope that Vince is listening to all this, by the way, and going, ha, 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 balls, ha, 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 sparkle crotch. He's still laughing at that from like three months ago. Colin, Colin, does Ric Flair glitter his crotch? Is that where this whole started? I mean, yes. Of course he does. Ric Flair glittered his balls and hypnotized Vince McMahon to love the word sparkle crotch. Ha, ha. <laughs> um, Every time he hears a huh, we just hear it off in the distance. Um, also, the, the SmackDown's women's division is suffering from unfocused writing in an up Just like us. Cart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, good. there's going to be good matches because there's lots of good workers in this division, but um, it's taking them a while to get it all sorted out. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but right now it's not good. Because... Well, AJ Styles said it in his nice little shoot comment. He said, superstars, SmackDown makes them, Raw takes them. Okay. It's uh, what they do. Before we get too far from this, I thought you were going to say you had to see AJ Styles' penis, but um, cause oh. that might be mine. I might, I'm just I'm deathly curious. Really? I, I don't know. It's just, I, he, we talk about him every week. I have a quota to I, fill. I just, I wonder if it's flat. <laughs> you see, the earth is flat because like my, my dingus. penis, my <laughs> penis, <laughs> my penis is two dimensional. Isn't everyone's? It's flat earth. My balls <laughs> are aren't flat. Sphere. My balls aren't spheres. <laughs> That's a myth made up by the government. Dry land is not a myth. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think the right. So listen, here's the deal. Here's something I can tell you is working for in the PR department of a, a corporation. It's actually not very hard to hear what people are saying online about you. It's actually very easy. So I feel like everyone at WWE knows full and fucking well what the audience thinks about them. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure everyone is aware. And frankly, WWE has tried to promote it with this idea of they keep saying SmackDown's the land of opportunity. Blah, blah, blah. They like the idea that SmackDown is the place where you find new and upcoming stars like it's it serves to like it's refreshing it's something different like it serves their purposes to push that idea so you say it was shoot but i am a 100% think that aj that is a company line aj's been told to mention yes um it's because it's interesting because they've moving back into the idea that these brands are separate and will there's always something to be gained from a feud so and i mean it's interesting. It's just interesting because it's something that, like, when he started saying it, he like stopped, and then you could hear that there was a word on somebody's earpiece, and then uh, Renee told him to keep talking. So, <gasps> should I go here? Should I? Should I? Yes, do it. It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Tear me down. <laughs> I'm a been a bad boy. <laughs> Tell me how unfocused our writing is. Violate me with a wine bottle. Oh, wait, what? Uh, what? <laughs> I'm not alive, am I? Why'd you leave me, Daddy? <coughs> no, I'm dying. I can't do that Vince voice. Easy, it's buddy. gonna kill me. Hey, I should be the one coughing. Well, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Anyway, here's here's one more thing, and then we'll leave SmackDown. Also, here's the best part of SmackDown, the fashion police. So... I'm sure that plenty of people have already talked about this, but they had a great Law & Order parody uh, skit backstage. It was it was hilarious. Well, and it was... Here's the deal. It was like, what, two minutes? 
Yeah. And it just had a bunch. It, a lot of it was sight gags where it was like AJ Styles, a lesbian mom haircut, AJ or Shinsuke Nakamura, no style, something, whatever. It was ridiculous. But it was just, you let two guys, you let Fandango and Tyler Breeze, two guys who are comedy people, who are very good at comedy, finally just be silly and goofy and be comedy. Right. Um, but not in like, ha, 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 let's laugh at him because he's dressed like a woman. But like, actually, hey, these guys are just doing a silly uh, Law & Order parody, which is actually yeah. very funny because it's on USA, a network basically kept 100% afloat by uh, Law & Order reruns. So, right now, uh, SmackDown is pushing jobbers into huge feuds. You know, we've got the fashion police that are number one contenders. After beating, after beating other jobbers. Yes. But they are number one contenders for the title. Gender is number so, one contender for the title after beating nobody. Yes. So, my question is... Who has the worst fashion in WWE and will go into one of the biggest blow-off feuds of all time with the fashion police? Does it have to be a tag team? Does it have to be a tag team? It could be one individual person who, like, Fandango fights with. Okay. Also, how are we defining fashion? Does it just the clothes you wear, or is it the, the presentation, the Uber? I, I, I just want to hear your answer. Just, you know, no caveats. Just say it. Just throw it out there. Sami Zayn. Why? His hat is stupid. One, fuck you, because I have a hat like that. Your hat is stupid. And I love my hat. B, he's a redhead. And three, he skanks down to the ring. (laughs) (laughs) To some, to, to a fucking piece of music that sounds like if, if real big fish did the level music for a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog game. Like, it's like, it's true. It's it's factual that he does that. Also, he's very lanky. Yes. And he's very pale. See, I thought, at first, I thought any member of the Wyatt family. But... But, no. I then realized, wait, no. That look is in. That look is so in right now. That look is very in. Call that it, is brewer shit. Wor- I've worked with several people who could fit in the Wyatt family. And you, yep. no, you would not bat an eye. You give me like three months without shaving and I could probably fit in the Wyatt family. Oh, you got to put on about a foot and a half, but maybe. Yeah, but I mean, I could be little Wyatt. You could be baby Wyatt. <laughs> I'll come in the building. Hey, Randy Orton, run. Run, here's a little baby. Oh, little I got baby a cold. Goo goo gaga. I'm little baby white. The correct answer is, in fact, AJ Styles for, again, a soccer mom haircut and then a leather cutoff vest. No. Who? Because AJ still, like, he's he's exempt from that. He's over 40, isn't he? Or he's like 39. He's 30. He's, he's like super dad, though. Okay. So... Honestly, really, the correct answer is the Ascension because they have the worst haircuts and the dumbest beards and then the worst face paint, but we they're already feuded with them. Those guys are already but behind bars. those guys are like goth, industrial, Illuminati they're chic. They're nothing of the sort. They're just... You know who doofuses. has the worst fashion of the entire WWE? Uh, Dolph Ziggler. You know why? Because he fucked Amy Schumer. Because because uh, we we the old jokes. <laughs> because he wears pink and um, bleaches his hair. Right. <laughs> he 
And I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's just that's. I mean, it's it's he's Dolph Ziggler. I mean, what do we? What more do you want out of us? Yeah, I he he was the Colonel ones. That's a pretty slick look. That is kind of a slick. All right, so why isn't he the Colonel all the time, Zach? Because uh, that would be an improvement. <laughs> And they don't want nice things for Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> no, uh, they clearly do not. Okay. So They're going to put him in a match with Shinsuke Nakamura, and he's probably going to lose more teeth than Jeff Hardy did. Colin, what is Shinsuke Nakamura? What's the, KFC, the next KFC colonel? I'm sorry, the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura. What if the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura was the next colonel for KFC? Uh, I would... Okay, so what, what flavor chicken is, um, are they advertising? <laughs> teriyaki? Sweet, sweet teriyaki. <laughs> Sweet and sour? Colin, Colin, Colin. None of these things are Japanese. (laughs) You know what is Japanese? Our next segment, we're talking about New Japan. Hey! Hey. Music. Already, I wanted to talk New Japan this week for a third segment because New Japan's good. New Japan was pretty good. Colin, without me having to badger him, I think he's learning, folks. Watched uh, New Japan Wrestling Dontaku before he did because he hasn't even watched it yet. I haven't watched fuck. all of it. I haven't watched. You all just of it. watched some of it with me like watched, five minutes before we started. Over half of it with you. Uh, you watched. The last three matches. That Colin, by runtime, that is over half that show. Actually, yes, it is. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so here's here's kind of a rundown. Couple of high points. Few. Couple of high points. Other yeah. things to check out. The tag team three O is actually really kind of cool. Yeah. Well, and there's and there's a few things that are kind of cool in the first act, but we're mostly going to talk like about the big ones. The, but yes. yeah, the only thing that I'll talk in the first act will be the only singles match, and it was kind of a weird like it was actually a rest match, but I just want to mention what they're doing with Cody Rhodes. It was kind of a flat. Uh, 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 uh. Cody. 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 No so, Rhodes. He can't be Rhodes. He yeah. literally does not own that name. Well, but they still refer to him as Cody, part of the Rhodes Cody family in Rhodes in parentheses. <laughs> yes. Just just take out the H. Just have him be Cody, Cody Rhodes. R-O-A-D-S means I'm not getting a lawsuit. And just make an acronym out of Rhodes. <laughs> that way you can still call him that. Really outrageous and uh, delicious uh, suplex. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a freebie for you, Cody. There you go. <laughs> that's your next segment. That's your next gimmick, buddy. So... <laughs> the really outrageous and delicious, delicious suplex. <laughs> um, so he fought David Finley, and uh, he's actually kind of hot with the crowd, despite that the match was kind of flat. I mean, it played to both of the wrestlers' strengths, but it was just short and didn't really tell a story. Well, so here's the thing. Cody is knows how to play a crowd because that's something... Being Dusty Rhodes' son will teach you. He can he can he can work a crowd. He's great at being a weirdo because he's a weirdo because he's Dusty Rhodes' son. Yep. Um. And uh, he's I mean he is a big name. Like even if he can't use his name, he is a big name. So. Yeah, and he cuts a promo afterward that's like, "Your worst nightmare is when your eyes are open and it's me." He's also not good at writer, but you know. He's... No. It it I have to. I have to, and we'll talk about this with uh, Omega later, but when people are 
cutting promos in English into Japan, I just assume they've already been written in Japanese and translated back to English. Yes. If I assume they're speaking like anime characters, it always works. Your eyes are open, and that's where your greatest nightmares lie. Ugh. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for that. I mean, he's your your worst nightmares are when your eyes are open. I'm weird, like, yeah, I'm staring dude. at it. It's your cheesy promo, buddy. I mean, he's, he's a weird dude, but he's having fun, so good job. Good yeah, job, wait, Cody. Wait, Cody. Cody. Bring, bring back <laughs> yeah, Stardust. That's the, that's kind of the problem with the And it's me. Oh, yeah, this guy who doesn't even have a last name. Cody R-O-A-D-S. <laughs> um, so next one that we watched was Los Ingobernables uh, versus uh, Toguchi Japan. So so it's um it, one weird stack of... One goofy, weird stack of losers versus another weird stack of losers, but they're actually cool bad guys. And, I mean, I don't know how else you write yes. that down. So, Sonata, Evil, and Bushy. Um, Bushy. Bushy. Fighting Taguchi, uh, Tanahashi, and Ricochet. Ricochet. So, Sonata comes out, and he's got, like, I, he's got his, like, Marge Simpson hair. Uh, it is like how dare you you take that back that hair is amazing he can use that shit as a weapon that man is a living anime character and I would move heaven and earth and give up everything to have that hair to be that man but he's he's a handsome handsome anime haircut boy uh, he's he's something I mean the the higher the hair the closer to God I assume exactly it's not just for Southern Baptists anymore. You know how, like, Marge Simpson actually used that hair as, like, a fucking weapon? Like, she actually, like, knocks people out in with that, her hair? In that one video, in that Simpsons video game? Yes. You know, uh, she's supposed to have rabbit ears underneath that. Did you see that? You know no. that? No. So they released that game, like, really early into the life cycle of the show, and they had never established, like, what was underneath her hair. So if in that game, the Simpsons arcade game, she gets electrocuted, you see her skeleton, and she has, like, rabbit ears, like, from the rest of Matt Groening's, like, Life in Hell comics. Huh. Hiding from her hair. Is that why What's-Her-Name wears rabbit ears and Bob's Burgers? Um, Is it, like, a nod No, no. Yes, absolutely, 100%. You're like, I don't even watch Bob's Burgers. I don't even watch. Not even (laughs) H. John Benjamin could get me to watch Have Basic Cable. Yeah, that's true. It is on Netflix. It's though. on Netflix, buddy. Watch I know, it's good. But anyway, uh, speaking of humorless things, Taguchi comes in and he starts fucking around in the ring. And uh, can I just say that I hate French and Japanese humor because I don't get it? Yeah, Taguchi's a, a comedy character, but there's something yeah. very lost in Sometimes, the Sometimes, like, I'll watch an anime, and I love it because it's so fucking weird and offbeat. Like, I, I forget what the anime is called, but there's, like, this anime where, like, this dude uh, wants to masturbate, but he's so ashamed because his hands are schoolgirls. <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> that anime does not exist because there are no such thing as good animes. <laughs> Fucking fight me, nerds. Who weebs. Dragon Ball was garbage. I I kind of liked it, though. Um, It wasn't good. No, but it doesn't have to be, buddy. Absolutely. It's about dumb men yelling and fighting too much. Hey, just like this show. Oh, too hey, sweet, man. Too sweet. Woo, too, too sweet. Too sweet. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Fuck you. Sonata is a treasure, and his hair is amazing. No, but Taguchi is not funny. Yeah. Uh, and so Ricochet, they tag in Ricochet. He does some flippy. He's a flippy. He's amazing. Whatever. Uh, you know, 
fucking Tanahashi is Tanahashi and everybody loves him. Is Japan John Cena. He's great. He's amazing. Yeah. And they lose. Yeah. Taguchi puts Bushi in an ankle lock. Bushi knocks over the ref and then he starts tapping out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bad bad guy's cheating. Yep. He does the Tajiri, blows the green mist on him, and then they all fuck up Taguchi. Well, actually, the green mist was from Great Muda and... Uh, Shut up, nerd. You're I'm explaining keep... it in terms that they understand. Nobody wants the blow-by-blow on this show. Well, but I'm just giving them context. Oh, see, now see, 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 it hurts when people make fun of the things you like, doesn't it? Oh. <coughs> Kenny Omega, <laughs> wrestle the box. I mean, yes. Tomohiro Ishii, and it was great. So, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back up to tell a story here. I love Nakamura. I love Nakamura. The fact that he's in the United States, and I've gotten to see him in the United States. You know what I miss most about him being in Japan? Um, his Instagram on tours was entirely. I say entirely. 90% of what Nakamura's Twitter and Instagram feeds were photos of Tomohiro Ishii f- sleeping on buses. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really weird because I thought he'd fit better if you just ship him to the next arena. You could just pack him in a crate and then he'd get there really cheaper. Can. That improbable square of a man. You know, he's like, he's like my height. Well, he's your height if you like crushed his neck into his chest. Yes. <laughs> He's like five foot seven. Yeah. And like, I don't know. He's about as wide in the shoulders, but that dude is amazing because he hits each other. He hits people so hard. So stiff. And what was really cool about it was that there was almost the story being told of Kenny trying to wrestle on his ball game. And it just wasn't working out for him until he brought it into his ball game, and then it's like, oh, holy shit, Kenny Omega style is the superior, stronger style. See, isn't it great yeah. when when they can tell a story? They have the time to tell a kind of a yeah. serious story about men I pretending mean, to fight. This was the match that you know it was the longest match of the night, and it was the best match of the night. Um, and the reason, and it makes sense because it's better than the main event. Uh, and it makes sense because. And the main event, uh, Okada challenges Omega, you know, like even though he's the guy with the belt, the guy before him in the match, uh, outdid him, outdid him. Well, and he never like the, there's this whole thing where people want to see it again. And it's like, well, he never got his move off. You know, you got lucky this whole deal. Um, yeah, right. No, it's going to be really good. I think they know. I've told you, I've told you this whole time. They have three things they need to do with Omega before he leaves Japan and it's a title run a face turn and a match against Kota Ibushi you could do those in any order but uh, I have a feeling that first one is coming up soon because they need to I mean everybody was saying he's going to win it at Dominion and he's about to fight Okada at Dominion well we'll see it's very traditional booking Japan does so it sort of makes sense that Okada's Okada's kind of done his bit with the belt for the moment, so it's time for Omega. So, Kazuchika Okada versus Bad Luck Fale. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know what you want to say. These guys have matches before. They're pretty good. Fale can work up to Okada. Yeah, every summer, Okada gets some time off and gets to wrestle Fale. Because he's just a big old dude, and it's like, oh, it looks impressive when when you get to throw Big Show around. 
Yeah, and Folly's been there for a long time, and yeah, uh, you know he's he's been going like everybody misses him carrying Devitt on his shoulders. I seriously miss it. Imagine how much better would it be if Finn Balor had to come out and do his entire entrance, except it was actually he was riding Folly on his shoulders, and Folly had to do Finn Balor's entrance. Folly, I I don't know why Folly isn't in WWE. I don't know because he probably doesn't want to have to take that many tours. He likes going back to. That's true. Tonga, I guess. Yeah, going home once in a while. Imagine that big old man having to crawl around on the ground with another man on his back and then have to, like, climb up the turnbuckle really quickly and do this thing. Well, also, Finn Balor is waving his arms, too. But Finn Balor weighs, like, 80 pounds. I know, that's the point. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, all right, at least he's small. Yeah, it's good. And, it's an and okay people are like, oh, actually, he weighs 100 pounds more than that. So 180. Wow. Oh, wow. Good. <laughs> Great. Good. Uh, he's regular heavyweight. But, I mean, there, there's a story here being told that's also kind of nice because it's the opposite of the typical giant story. Um, you know, like, I think of the, uh, the, the Elgin match a while back mm-hmm. uh, and how it was all about... Uh, them taking out his knee. Yep. Because that's how you take out a giant. You gotta, you gotta cut down that tree from the base. You know, and several matches were like that. Wasn't there a Big Show match that was like that? Very traditional big man looking. Yeah. I mean, you just take down the legs. And in this one, uh, Okada was just straight up going for him like he was a regular guy. Yep. And Fale was focusing on his back, trying to make sure that Okada couldn't lift him. Well, yeah. Which is like... Because that's because oh. it would be very impressive when Okada did lift him. Because yes. Fale had been stealing the Tombstone pile driver, and so in retaliation, he was going to... Take a tombstone. A, he was going to do a make sure to do a tombstone to him. Yes. And so Fale knew that. After like three bear hugs and him standing on Okada's back, Okada yeah. does a tombstone on the Fale. Yeah, no, it's good. And then does like three fucking Rainmakers in a row. It was like... You know that ending to the uh, the Cena Styles match at Royal Rumble where yeah. like he sets him up for a second yeah. AA. Well, it's kind of like that. Like he hits the Rainmaker, still has his wrist, gets back up, hits the Rainmaker again, gets him back up again, and then Fale is about oh, to Okada. Hit him. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. He's he's about to hit him, does a German suplex onto oh, the Jesus, fucker, then gets him up again, and then hits another rainbow. Okay, see, I thought I thought that was the end of the exchange. Uh, Okada basically wrestles like we do when we play Day of Reckoning, which is like I hit my finisher. Now I have like five seconds to do it as many times as I can. Exactly. So he's like, oh, I'm gonna hit it, and oh, I'm gonna hit it again. Um, and it's kind of amazing really because he like. You know, it was kind of this nice little burial, you know, just fucking oh, oh, digging him into the ground with that. No, it's not, I mean, not a burial. Um, it's just an authoritative win. But if your yeah. heavyweight champion can't beat another heavyweight, then what is he? Right. You know, and I mean, he fucked him up. How tall is Okada? Uh, six foot two, I think. He's a tall man. He's, he's kind of a tall he's boy. A, he's a tall dude. He's he's a pretty guy too. He's very pretty. He's very pretty. He's very handsome. He's a handsome boy. Do you want to see his penis? N- no, I don't. I don't want to see Asian dudes' penises. How dare you? What do you mean how dare? It's because it's kind of like most of their penises are kind of weird and purple. 
Oh my god, I can't. And and I'm I'm just I've 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 next so anyway, segment. So anyway, after the match, uh, yes, he calls out uh, calls out Omega. We know. Yes, he starts calling out Omega. Omega comes he into the ring. His weird purple penis. And <laughs> Omega comes out, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, "Ooh, gross, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> That's nasty." And then, uh, and then Omega just does his little uh, bullet club bang at him, and then the crowd's like fucking losing it. And then Omega exits the ring, but he left his shirt in the ring, and so he's like, "Hey, Okada, you gonna hand that to me?" And then Okada takes it and just wipes his sweat off with it and throws it at him. I know, the disrespect. Oh, it was like, ooh. Oh. You know, it's just because of the language barrier, like those little physical things actually communicate like the entire story to me, basically. Yep. So it's like, ooh. That's the beauty. Oh, of, shit. It's the beauty of simple storytelling. Now, isn't it? Yeah. I want to know what the fuck they're saying. I wish that they had like subtitles. It's it's you can find translated promos online it's not really i don't know i say that and yet naito's one of the best promos in japan right now and we don't get to get a word of it so i don't know yeah there's a point yeah i'd like to know what uh taguchi says that people laugh at too oh i'm ryusuke taguchi oh yes i'm doing french humor because colin does not like it oh Dude, have you seen the French Tom and Jerry? It's garbage. It is fucking garbage, dude. That was a bad period for Tom and Jerry. Ugh. Was was that early Tom? Was that like pre-Chuck Jones or was that post? No, that was post-Chuck Jones. I, that was like a period in like the early to mid-80s, I think. Yeah, well, and then that Sonic Boom show that was written by French people. I don't... I don't... Yeah, and Code Lyoko and all these other garbage. Why are we talking about this? You know, Because the, French people suck. Oh, you fucking way to get freedom fries over here. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I mean, they're even about to go to freedom fries over in France. Le Pen is probably not going to win. Do you know that? There's a lot more people willing to go centrist with that other guy than Le Pen. Listen, that's listen, what a lot of people listen, said about Arlen. Listen, listen. You fucking stole my punchline. Nate Silver has never told us wrong before. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's that's the thing, man. Anyway. Uh yeah, that's that's pretty much it for our uh Fight Forever. For episode. our French politics podcast. Yes. For our oh, Fight Forever. <laughs> this was NPR Politics. I'm Ira Glass. <laughs> Ira Glass always has a cold. I'm so <laughs> No, it's just Ira Glass is like a, a Keebler elf. That's why he sounds weird. Hey, hi, I'm Guy. Hey, hi, I'm Ira Glass. Hi, I'm Ira Glass. Um, I'm I'm um, I'm Tom Bodette from. Wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> we'll leave the light on for you. We'll leave the light on. Hey, Colin. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about the house horrors. I'm just sorry. It's just it was the best thing I've seen in the past week. I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, it's the don't be. I've I've loved every minute of it. It was such garbage. <laughs> how do you? I'm just saying. How do you improve on that? Like, what's the best? Where's the next place Bray Wyatt's fucking uh, gimmick matches go? Like, I can't think of anything better. The next place. The next Bray Wyatt gimmick match will be at Falls County River. <laughs> <laughs> it will be at the Laundromat of Lament. Okay. 
So it's gotta be. It's gotta have uh, alliteration. It's gotta. It's gotta be alliterative. It's gotta be alliterative. It's gotta be someone where people want to die. So uh, people that's a, a a living malice. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. I challenge you <sighs> to an ocean of ovaries match. What? What? <laughs> it's an ocean of lady parts. Gross. Exactly. We're, we're gonna fight in the middle of a medical waste dump, I guess. Just the ovaries, <laughs> not like a metaphorical ovaries. No. Like they're gonna fight in the middle of the women's march. And like <laughs> Listen, <laughs> listen, fucking that would get to Randy Orton, I'll tell you that much. It would. He would freak fucking out. fucking be angry. <laughs> That's his real house of horrors is the women's march. Fucking seriously. (laughs) Randy Orton. Randy. We're going to fight in a place where no one dares go. We're going to fight. We're going to fight where they will extinguish your will to live. (laughs) Where real men are made and we will prove who is made of metal. Randy Orton, I challenge you to a DMV match. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So... I've, I've I've got an idea. What? So it's Randy Orton. Randy Orton. We're gonna settle this by we're gonna go and build robots and then go and do robot wars. <laughs> we're gonna. It's it's gonna be. Maybe you're familiar, Randy. You you remember that show, Robot Wars? Maybe you're familiar. We're gonna do that with the 2014 with the 2014 movie Real Steel, starring <laughs> Hugh Jackman. It's not gonna be like that. It's. More like four wheels and hobbyists. <laughs> it's like Battle Bots on Comedy Central. You I'm going to get a bunch show? of 15-year-old kids to build me a <laughs> shitty robot. We're going to fight in a science fair. <laughs> gonna... I challenge you to a science fair. <laughs> we'll Randy. see whose volcano is better. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just want to see them fight in an elementary school science fair. <laughs> they just start like, like he points the volcano at him and it just explodes in his face. Name another kid's science project. Colin, go. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> see, my project, I got honorable mention. It was, uh, I compared which toilet paper was better. The most absorbent. <laughs> Name another one. Ah, fuck. Um, I <laughs> I compared uh, which laundry detergent was the most effective. Did you... Bray, did you just go shopping with your mother? Did she just tell you how to be a smart shopper? Uh, Maybe. Sister Abigail guided me. Really? Have you ever established who Sister Abigail was? It's a Tupac hologram. Oh. <laughs> it's really Tupac. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's glad we settled that. Yes. Okay, everyone. This has been Fight Forever. Um, if you like us, tell a friend. If you don't like us, well, I'm sorry, but we we respect your opinions, your wrong, wrong opinions. Yes. Um, like, comment, subscribe. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Share with a friend. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and now Instagram. At Fight Forever Pod, we have an email address at fightforeverpod at gmail.com for, I don't know if you want to pitch us topics or ask us anything or whatever. Um, what else? What else do I normally talk about here, Colin? Um, this week's music. Yes, there you go. Was, uh, the intertitle music is, as always, 
by Mo Goodley. You can find him on SoundCloud at a Mo Goodley. Um, the music swelling up under my voice here in the next several moments will be Redwire with our end title theme. Yes. Um, I don't know. You have anything else you want to you want to get out there? Uh, fine folks before you die you pass from this motor uh, motor coil <laughs> once you pass from this motor oil mortal coil <laughs> I, it's shuffle off this mortal coil shuffle shuff, snuffle up against motor oil you jackanapes <laughs> <laughs> you un, you ingrate you jackanape carpetbagger uh, <laughs> um, you obsequious sycophant everybody uh, stay healthy Stay well rested. Uh, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, stay in drugs, don't do school. Um, Real winners don't not do drugs. Yes. And, uh, yeah, try try a biphase in college. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, just you know, try it. <laughs> I mean, you never know where that could lead you. And, and vote Marie Le Pen in the Frank upcoming French election. <laughs> no! No! All right. Marine. Marine. So, here's the music. Ugh.